Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The noise from outside, how much do you guys hear it? How much are you motivated by it? I mean, it depends on how much you look into it. I don't look into it too much here and there, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, I think we motivate each other and not, not other people. What, what, what was the message from Mike Tomlin going into today's game? I think that one of the biggest things was start fast and then, you know, generate chunk plays, which we did both because, you know, you get chunk plays, you, have, you eliminate a lot of the execution needed for long and not just drives or as a And what did he have to say after the game? He just said, go win, take care of your business, uh, take care of yourself, watch the film uh, on our own time, and then we can talk about it and, you know, get that step, be a step ahead. uh, What's been your assessment of the offensive line this year with all the changes? I think um, they're showing that they're growing as a unit. You know, obviously the first couple of games, they had had to figure some stuff out uh, schematically. Uh, and I think they've really done that in, in the last couple of weeks. And how about Najee Harris with the day he had? How, how has he impressed you? Yeah, I, I love watching Najee play. Like, when I'm not on the, on the field, you know, I just watch him carry the ball. You know, I, I feel like I smile all the time because his yards after contact is pretty cool to watch. On the swing of the right leg. Get the in there. On its way. Get in there. It is off the right of play. Hicks finds the yeah. way. It is still good. No. no. Good. No. He missed Woo. it wide left. Woo. No good. He missed it to the left. A nightmarish day for Mason Crosby. That is no good. Oh, my God. Five missed field goals. Unbelievable. Does anybody want to win this football game? Somebody put a plate of glass on these uprights and nobody can make a field goal. Snap and placement. Here's the kick. It is up. It is gone. Mason Crosby got it done. Fourth time of charm. That was Dan Horton, Dave Lapham from the Bengals Radio Network and Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron from the Packers Radio Network. Great. Still amazing that one of those kicks actually hit 
the flag. I have never seen, and maybe I just forget. I've no, never I seen don't a really ball hit that flag. I know. I don't. I don't really remember it either. It, it is. Uh, it is rare. Even though you wouldn't think it should be that rare, uh, it's still one of my favorite things of the weekend. Though the fact of him, the kicker, celebrating, thinking it went in, and like pointing down there, like what? Look at that idiot ref. He said it's no good. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and look, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but we are talking power rankings and the Bengals who lost that game. Nevertheless, in my estimation, were rewarded by moving from number 13 to number 10 Whoa. in the power rankings Whoa. because they belong. They are legitimate. They are for real. And if they can keep Joe Burrow healthy, they're going to keep winning more games than they lose, Chris. Uh, agreed there. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot to admire about their football team. You know, their defense, they got some talent and speed. We've talked about their secondary. I think it's one of the better units in football. You know, defensive line, got some size, got a few pass rushers. And the offense... You know, it's it's can be explosive. I wish the offensive line was a little bit better so they could use Joe Mixon to a greater capacity. But, yeah, they're not going anywhere. You know, I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs, but the Bengals are they're going to be in the thick of this uh, throughout. Uh, I think they've kind of found their mojo and they know the identity of their football team. And they're, they're not going to be just the old Bengals where you're going to go, well, we'll win that one. No, not this year. The question that we got on the Bengals at 10 from Mike and S, if the Bengals played the Chiefs tomorrow in Cincinnati, you would pick the Chiefs in a heartbeat. Why bother ranking the Bengals above them? I've got the Bengals at 10, the Chiefs at 11. The Chiefs are 2-3. and three. The Bengals are 3-2. and two. I don't know. I don't know if I would pick the Chiefs to beat the Bengals in Cincinnati yeah, why? if they were that's, playing tomorrow because why. they're not. Right. Well, first off, it's just, you know, I, I, I would think about that. I mean, the Chiefs' defense stinks. I mean, it stinks. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon are going to have a good day against the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bengals, on the other side of the ball, they, they're capable of making a few stops against Patrick Mahomes and company. So I, I don't necessarily just agree with that statement. Yeah, okay, if they played them in Kansas City, maybe I'd play, take Kansas City. If they played them in Cincinnati, I don't know who I'm going to take. I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs are two and three. They could be zero and five. Yeah, I know they could probably be, you know, four and one too. But I mean, nothing's been pretty or easy. So like, you got to get out of that stigma of like, oh, it's just the Chiefs. They're going to win, and we're going to pick them to win. No, that's not the case anymore. They're not like yeah, you know the untouched golden child of the NFL anymore. I found that out the hard way, believing in the Chiefs foolishly the other night. Although, as you said earlier, it still could have been a very compelling game, but for the roughing the passer call. Yeah. And remember this: yeah. the Chiefs have three losses to the four and one Bills. That's right. The four and one Chargers and the four and one Ravens. Yeah. So it's not like they're they're losing to no, cupcakes. They are they are getting beaten by good teams, and I still think they'll find a way to turn it around and make it interesting. And I they probably too. like it this way. They probably like being overlooked and doubted, and they can start winning games one after another they just have to start winning games one after another yeah. speaking of teams that are winning games one after another the bills number one again colin b says i can't believe the bills went into arrowhead and won big but didn't move up in the polls <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> um now the, the the criticism obviously is that the cardinals are at number two with an unbeaten record and the bills are number one at four and one says Hokage, the Cardinals are 5-0 and while the Bills have zero wins versus a top-10 team. How is Buffalo number one? Buffalo is the only dominant team in the NFL right now. Buffalo is the only team that doesn't need 
Greg Joseph to miss a field goal to win a game. Buffalo is the only team that doesn't go into Jacksonville and find itself in a hole in the in the second half. Buffalo is kicking butt and taking names. I don't know why I was hesitant to say kicking ass and taking names. They're kicking ass and taking names. They Their average margin of victory since that week one, I don't know how they lost to the Steelers moment, is 28 points. All right, who cares? That's They're four weeks ago. They're beating out everybody. Right. They're it's, dominant. Yeah. That's my point. They're dominant over yeah. the last four weeks. Right. Was, you know, I mean, we're not going to like evaluate every, you know, I think you're right. They are the best team in football right now. And you're right. Yeah, we could sit there and certainly go Arizona could easily have lost two games. There's no doubt. I mean, they could have lost last week. They got lucky that it was a rookie quarterback who, you know, was running around like his pants were on fire to a degree. So uh, Arizona's really good. But you don't evaluate it just for like the totality of the five weeks. Yeah, you take that into account. But over the last four weeks of the season, there's no doubt that there's, for me, I'm with you, Mike, that they've played the best football. And even in the Steelers game that they lost, which again was five weeks ago, it wasn't like they were outplayed. They outplayed the Steelers. And it's football. Mistakes happen. The ball bounces a funny way every now and then. And you're going to lose to a lesser team. So I'm, I'm with you. I'll defend you all the way there. Now, the Ravens at number four create plenty of consternation yeah. because people view them as a team that easily could be one and four, says TJ Burns. Aren't the Ravens using up their allotted number of games pulled out of their rear ends awfully early? It's a four and one team that could be one and four as a fan four feels high. I think this one the other night was different. We talked about it at length yesterday. I think the Ravens learned how to ride the bike on Monday night as it relates to their passing game. Out of necessity, right? And I, you know, I think the better the better example is learning how to drive a stick shift. You know, do you drive a stick shift? Chris? Uh, no, I know how to drive one. I do. I had a I had okay. a good friend in high school who had had a like you know a, a jeep that had stick shift. So yeah, I do. I you know used to enjoy it. I don't have one anymore. When when you when you are learning how to do it, you struggle and you think you have it. And you, you struggle some more and it stalls out and you're on a hill and you're trying to start and you can't do it. But then something clicks. It's, it's indefinable. You, you develop a feel as to when the gear is going to engage as you're releasing the clutch. And once you get it, it's even harder to get than riding a bike. But once you get it, you're there. I think that's where the Ravens are with their passing game. They finally figured out that feel of the clutch by necessity. Somebody threw them the keys and said, you got to drive. You got to go. You got to take your, your wife's about to give birth. You got to get her to the hospital. Here's the stick shift. Oh, well, I better figure out how to drive it. And they did. They did. Down 22 to three with all those passing yards in the second half. I think the Ravens deserve to be number four because, you know, I said after they beat the Lions, maybe, or no, not the Lions, after the Chiefs, maybe they're going to start blowing people out on a regular basis. And they didn't. I think after Monday night, I think we have to watch the Ravens potentially take off and start winning games the way that the Bills are. I got to see it to believe it. As much as I'll defend you with your number one, this is one where I'm not going to defend you at number four. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, 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 I think you are a little too high in the Baltimore. Because you're down on the defense. Well, I am. I'm down on the defense. You know, some of the way the games have unfolded. I mean, of course, hey, block field goal helped them win this game too. You know, bad refereeing with the uh, play clock to beat the Detroit Lions. You know, Mahomes throwing just an absolute stupid interception. So, like, I respect them and certainly, you know, think they're one of the better teams in football. But to me, they're still one of the, like, bigger enigmas, question marks I got in football. Like, I would have 
I from like I would have the Rams, the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Chargers in front of the Ravens. That that's I mean they're still top ten, but that's one where I don't totally agree with you. But listen, I understand there is something about the Ravens too where they just find ways and they're tough and they're gritty and they got a superstar Superman quarterback. So uh, I this, this could be the way they play the whole year. Who knows? But I, I do feel like it's a little high as well. Well, we're going to find out over the next two weeks whether they deserve to be at number four because they have the Chargers, who are at number eight, yeah. and the Bengals, who are at number ten. How weird is it to see the Browns and Bengals both in the top ten? Boy, it's, it's been a long time since that's happened. But uh, And then they get their bye, and then, oh boy, the Vikings get the Ravens coming out of their bye. How about that? But I think if the Ravens can handle the Chargers and the Bengals, they've deserved it. They've earned it. They, they belong at number four. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. This is not going to be an easy game this weekend when the Chargers come to town, and we'll learn a lot about yeah. the uh, the Ravens coming up here in just a few days. All right, let's see what else here. I lost my – damn it. I hate when that happens. I lost my spot. We want here your, we go. Want, the Cowboys at yeah, number seven. Let's right. talk about the Cowboys because I know Shereen Williams disagrees with their placement at seven. She thinks they should be higher. Others think they should be higher. Um Zach Barnett says the Cowboys beat a bad Giants team. They finally passed the Chargers, fresh off beating a good Browns team. Doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. I don't know. It just I don't know. I I I think look, I think the Chargers easily could have lost to the Browns. I know the Browns are good. Yeah, definitely. And I also and I also put a little asterisk on that Chargers win over the Browns because of the bad officiating in the closing moments. I think it was taken from the Browns in multiple different ways. I think that's one of the reasons why I put the Cowboys past the Browns. They won 44-20. to And I know the Giants have a bunch of injuries, but they're still in the NFL. Yeah. They just beat the, the Saints Cowboys last week in New Orleans. destroyed them 44-20. to That is the kind of dominance I've been looking for from the Cowboys. They are clearly the best team in the division. We were wrong. We, you and me, and whoever else picked against the Cowboys to win the division. They're going to run away with the thing, barring a collapse. I know there's still 12 games to go, but they're showing all the signs of a team that is ready to be one of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah, definitely. They're they're the team that I I think a lot of people thought they were going to be last year when they went into the year. We were like, well, they got all this talent on offense and Dak Prescott, and they should be really good. I, I think you're you know, right in the sweet spot with them. You know, again, maybe a spot up because I don't think – I think you're a little high on the Ravens, but I would take the Rams or the Packers over the Cowboys in a matchup right now. The Cowboys, is even though the defense has improved, again, people got to put it in context. It's improved. It's causing some turnovers. There's no doubt. It's still in the bat- bottom quarter of football, I believe, as far as a total defense. And, you know, they haven't necessarily had to play the most explosive offenses in football. You know, the Chargers are one team, yes, but, I mean, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Giants, certainly not. But I, I think you're right there with them. The, the one thing about the Cowboys is their offense is in the conversation for the best in football, there's no doubt, and they put tremendous pressure on you on that side of the ball. They really play through the run game. They make you kind of like, wait, we can't just play pass. we got to come up and stop these guys. They're really well coached. Like, Joe Philbin deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing with that offensive line and run game there as the offensive line coach. But uh, I, I got no issue at all with where you got the Cowboys. I, they're in this, and I wouldn't be shocked with as good as they are on offense if they're in the NFC Championship game. I really wouldn't. Not at all. That hasn't happened since 1995. Yeah. The Cowboys have not made it to the NFC title game since 1995. They go to New England this weekend. 
I assume they're favored. New England hasn't won a home game all year. I gotta think then they, they have their bye. Right. Then they're at the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. The Vikings, who do the Vikings piss off in the league office? They've got the Cowboys coming off of a bye one week, the Ravens coming off of a bye the next week. Uh, it's probably and you. No you probably the did this to them. The, the league oh, knows you're a Vikings fan, and they're like, screw no, Florio. Screw Trust him. Me. Trust me. <laughs> After Sunday, any lingering remnants of fandom – any and because it shrinks every year. My son every year gets more and more passionate. He's like I used to be. I'm telling you, I don't care anymore. I was watching that thing on Sunday when they blew that lead, and I was just sitting back saying, "Let it burn, just yeah. let it burn." Yeah. And I, I, I didn't want them to come back and win after they blew that lead. I thought the Lions deserved that victory, and I felt bad for the Lions, and I felt bad for Dan Campbell. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that he showed the emotion. They should have won that game. The Vikings did not deserve to win it after letting that that lead disappear and Greg Joseph misses the comes up short on a 49-yard field goal. It's just unacceptable. All right. Uh, what about your number 11 Chiefs there? Let's talk about that. What about the Chiefs? Oh, okay. Uh, Pete says take a break. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Now Pete says, don't take a break. Well, you know what? We're, we're going to spend all the time talking about whether we should take a break. Nate String says, I'm a Chiefs fan. How in the hell are they ranked number 11 with that defense? They will end up with a top 10 pick unless the offense starts printing 50-plus points per game. I I, I, I just – I think you I, said I it have, right before. I have faith. They've lost to three good teams, and they're, they're going to they're gonna win their games. Once they accept the fact that – you know what? Last year doesn't matter. The year before doesn't matter. We're, we're we are who we are, and we have to dig out of this hole. Once they accept that, they can they can get to work. You know, it's it's very hard when when you start seeing the losses pile up and almost match the number of games you lost the year before the year before that. It's hard, but at some point you just have to accept. You know what? This is a new challenge. It's a different challenge, and we embrace it. Yeah. And maybe they're maybe they're getting to that point, Chris. Yeah, they might be. And then, hey, listen, their offense is still special. I mean, even the other night, the game was it's closer than you think, even though they were down big at one point. You know, Tyree Kill catches a ball in the first drive at the four yard line on third and ten. It hits him in the face. You know, they're going to score a touchdown once they get inside the four. It's almost impossible to stop the Chiefs there. You know, Tyree Kill drops a ball right in the breadbasket. Interception, pick six. So it's not a disaster. The defense is a disaster. I, I will say, I, I don't know. If I'm the Chiefs, I might be looking to make a move, really, as far as like may, maybe bolster the offense. The defense is gone. Just m go for it. Is there a receiver out there before the trade deadline that you can oh, get B your hands J. on? Right? Oh, B, J. Wouldn't uh, that be uh, Well, listen, that's where my mind was going. I mean, because Cleveland doesn't – that that is over. It can't work. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. It, it's not going to work. I've seen enough now. Like I don't know. Odell's been open so much the last three weeks. I, I don't know if Baker doesn't like him or what. But there's something there to where I want to go. Like it's Cleveland. If I'm Cleveland, I'm going. Wait, why are we paying this guy this money? We could probably get a first round pick for him right now and really help our team out. Like I I might be thinking about that. I don't know if they would trade anybody in the conference, but uh, it 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 is weird to me. It is. I've watched it the I last don't know. three weeks. Yeah. I don't know they'd get a first round pick for him. But yeah, probably get not. Something. Right? Probably not. And you not. need to find somebody who can absorb his salary. Yeah. But it it's I made that point Monday. He had two catches for 20 yards in a 42 point game by the Browns. Yeah, he, he was open a lot too. Yards. I watched it yesterday. And he dropped the Baker pass. Baker Mayfield yeah. wasn't asked a single question about him afterward. Kevin Stefanski wasn't asked about him in the press conference after. He's become an afterthought in Cleveland. And he's, you know, he's he's not saying it, but how in the world could he not be thinking? Get me out of here. All right. 
Uh, we need to get out of here. We've done five segments in 100 minutes. We've got to do three segments in 20 minutes. We will. We'll, we'll figure it out somehow, some way. The show still ends at 9 o'clock, regardless of whether or not we get all of our breaks in. Here's one right now. We'll be right back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if millions of black Americans had been compensated for slavery? Join me, Tremaine Lee, as I explore the untold story of one of the only black Americans who ever was. I talk to his descendants and discuss how reparations forever change their family's trajectory and imagine a reality where reparations are paid to the rest of black America. Into America presents Uncounted Millions, The Power of Reparations, a Black History Month series. New episodes drop Thursdays. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Our goal should be to score every drive. When you score every drive, how can you lose, you know? And so um, when we fall short of that, um, that's when I kind of get, like, worried a little bit because, you know, when you're on a roll like this, um, it's just uh, you start thinking about a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's just the reality of it. Good Lord, that change. Right? I couldn't. I, I, I didn't hear anything you said. I, I had no idea. I didn't either. I was, I was looking I, at Shane. Can we bring going, that, that is, back? That is an amazing I, I don't know if it's – I remember, and I think it was Chad Johnson who gave advice to young players at one point. Don't buy real diamond earrings. Everybody assumes they're real. Just get the fakes. Is that all yes, – can, can that be real. all diamonds? Definitely. God, Definitely. how how expensive is something like that? Um, and and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Now look, no. it's better. It's a better investment than a car because it's going to hold its value. Yeah. But my God, look at that thing. That thing is amazing. That really is. And yeah, I mean, it's you know he's making twenty million, right? Somewhere in that range. So it's a drop in the bucket, certainly. But that's that's about I, as good a one drops. as I've seen. That's a few drops. That's in a the few bucket. drops in the bucket. That may There's be a no whole doubt. bucket. Yep. Hey, every yeah. team's got a you – know, there's a jewelry guy involved with just about every team in football or a jewelry guy that's involved with every other – a bunch of teams in football. Certainly certainly a thing. You know, when we were in Tampa, we used to have a guy come in the locker room every few times a year, and, you know, it was – he'd, he'd open up a few boxes and stuff, and he'd have jewelry there. It was great during, like, the holidays because you're like, damn, I haven't got my wife anything. Thank God you're here. To save me, but uh, there is definitely that that aspect in the NFL. Do you still have scars on your hands? Scars on my hands? Yeah, it's so hot it burns you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. You're funny. Uh, all right, buy or sell real quickly. Trayvon Diggs is the defensive player of the year so far. No, awesome year. I mean, unbelievable ball skills. He gets beat a lot too. I think people got to look at that, the context of it. For me, Miles Garrett, 
I'll tell you another one that's up there that nobody saw. Javon Hargrave for the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, is one of the best defensive players in football this year. I know a defensive tackle like him probably wouldn't get it, but Miles Garrett, Javon Hargrave, Aaron Donald would be the three I look at. But, you know, the stats are what will get people's attention. And we've said this before. When you have a lot of interceptions, that means they're throwing at you a lot. They didn't throw at Darrell Rivas a lot. They didn't throw at Deion Sanders a lot. They're throwing at Trayvon Diggs yeah. a lot. And they still are, which is why he's got so many interceptions. Buy or sell, the Giants should be excited about rookie first-round receiver Kadarius Toney. Buy, 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 buy. I mean, he is he's awesome. He came alive the last two weeks. And he's got three rockets up his butt. And he's tough as hell, too. He's a weapon. So I, I've been loving, love watching him play. I wish he didn't throw the punches at the end of the game last week, but he's been awesome on the field. He was the guy that they gladly traded down to wait for. Remember, after they didn't get Devontae Smith, when the Eagles jumped them, they bailed from 11 to 20 because they knew uh, that Kadarius Toney was their guy, and they got him at number 20. Um, I I'll say bye just because everybody's injured right now, and yeah. he is too a little bit, but this is his chance to really develop and shine. Buy or sell, Jameis Winston has changed under Sean Payton. Uh, yes, buy. I'm buying that. He has. It hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been all roses. It's not 400 yards a game, but it's 12 touchdowns and three interceptions. And what are they, three and two, right? So he's definitely – it's not perfect, and he's a work in progress, as is their whole offense, but he's definitely changed, so I'm buying that. Buy or sell, Derek Carr has taken a leap. He had 400-yard passing yards per game in the first three, but he's down to 201 per game in the last two. I, I, I mean, I'm going to buy that still. Uh, I mean, he's still uh, he's still played really good football. They've been. What's he going to do without Gruden? What's I, he going to be without I, Gruden? I, I would think it's it could fall off a little bit. You know, Gruden, he is creative and smart as hell, and he's always got a few plays every week where you go, whoa, that's smart. That's a good idea. I mean, I know there's people in the NFL who turn on Raiders film on a weekly basis because they just want to maybe steal an idea or two from John Gruden. So they, they're they injured on the offensive line. You know, they didn't play their best against the Chargers. They got absolutely steamrolled last week against the Bears. The Bears whooped their butt up front. So I don't care who they had a quarterback. It was going to be a tough day uh, no matter what last week. All right. Uh, speaking of Gruden, he's been in the news. Urban Meyer before that. We're going to flip it around and be positive. Our draft when we return Whoa. will be coach of the year so far through five weeks. Everyone's played five games. We'll do that draft next here on PFT Live. All right, there are the odds, courtesy of the PointsBet Sportsbook for Coach of the Year, the current favorite, Brandon Staley. That was my favorite before the season started. If you bet then, you got better odds than you're going to get now at 4-1. to one. Uh, Let's do a draft of the Coach of the Year so far. Chris, I'll give you the first pick, and I have a feeling I know who you're going to take. Well, uh, I don't know if you do. I mean, I'm, I'm going to – I am going to take Sean McDermott right off the bat. I am. I mean, you know, for they're the best team in football. The defense was a big question mark. He's a defensive head coach. Him and Leslie Frazier have orchestrated, you know, great schemes every week. And, you know, after the first week loss or just uh, they've done everything right. And the defense has been just amazing. It's the best defense in football. So I think between all of that and the expectations of can they do what they did last year and be that good – uh, I'm going to give McDermott the the you know make him my first choice, and 
The other thing, too, he has managed to shepherd this team through that oh, that's right too. COVID vaccine no controversy. Cole Beasley has been extremely marginalized in that offense. And uh, I wonder how much of it flows from the fact that during the season, he went back to the well on Twitter complaining about the vaccine stuff. But McDermott's gotten it under control, and that was a challenge. They had a lot of, of uh, acrimony on that issue going into the season. I'll go with Brandon Staley. I, I think that he's perfect for that job, perfect for that team. The Rams knew how good he was based on his one year as the defensive coordinator. He's got uh, a great way about him with the press conference, the way he explains things. I see clips every week, how important the running game is. There's one floating around out there about that that is, is worth your time. I think everything the guy says is worth your time, and uh, he's got the Chargers going in the right direction. Chris. Yeah, amazing what he's doing right now. I mean, again, a defensive coach, they always got cool game plans. You know, they're a little undermanned on the defensive line as far as run stoppers. But, you know, the the fourth down decisions right now and how he's doing that, I mean, it's that's been unbelievable. You know, he's managed the team pretty perfectly and seems to have the right touch of, you know, when to go for it, when not to. So uh, awesome pick by you. I'm with you all the way. I mean, I got, we got to give Cliff Kingsbury some love. I mean, he's the only undefeated guy in football, uh, coach in football. I got to. There was a tremendous amount of pressure on the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury this year. I mean, I think most people thought, like, if it doesn't go well and they don't make the playoffs, that he could get fired. So, yeah, he's adjusted what they've done on the offensive side of the ball. They made some appropriate moves. Steve Kime and, you know, orchestrated what they thought they needed to get as far as personnel on both sides of the football. And he's just got a great way about him, and they're, um, they're one of the more fun teams to watch. So I got to give Cliff Kingsbury some love. I, uh, I, I got to give a guy uh, some credit. And again, this is dealing with adversity, overcoming adversity, and continuing a run of greatness that we have seen him in a very short period of time put together. And that's Matt LaFleur. Man, I didn't think you, I wanted to pick him. I didn't Green think Bay you Packers. were You that. were sandbagging. Yeah, I was sandbagging. 13-3, 13-3, yeah. and now 4-1 yeah. after starting the year 0-1 yeah. with that horrible loss to the Saints. Right. And everything with Aaron Rodgers. I mean... Good luck holding all that together. And and we have gotten enough of a glimpse over the years of Aaron Rodgers' personality to know that he's not going to be the easiest guy to keep on the same page with everyone else, that he's going to have his thoughts, he's going to have his views. I think to a certain extent, Matt LaFleur's caught in the crossfire between Rodgers and the front office, and he's still winning and winning and winning games. So Matt LaFleur uh, deserves more credit, I think, than he's gotten for what he's done with the Packers. Agreed. I, I, yeah, I, I, honestly, I thought about making him the first pick. I just, you know, I, I didn't think you would take him. I did not. But uh, I'm a, I agree with you 100%. I don't understand why he doesn't get credit or more credit. You know, they're a, a well-orchestrated machine on the offensive side of the ball. He made the appropriate move with the defensive coordinator, and Joe Barry has paid off there. That's a great move. And then, like you said, you know, the issue that other people in the organization have created with the Aaron Rodgers situation, he has handled it perfectly. So I'm with you there all the way. Uh, he deserves some credit in a, in a big-time way. All right, let's take a break. Okay, we'll do cool. round three of the draft, Coach of the Year so far, when PFT Live continues right after this. All right, 
There are the first two rounds. Selections made so far. Christopher, round three. You are on the clock, uh, and it is ticking. I'll go Mike McCarthy. I'm going to go that. Yeah. I mean, wow. Because yeah. of his clock management skills? Well, no, but still, they're they're hey, they're 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 four and one. They're playing great football. You know, they do have a a plan of a, a of attack on the offensive side of the football. He got his buddy Joe Philbin there as an offensive line coach. You know, yeah, Kellen Moore's calling the plays. I know it hasn't been perfect with clock management, but man, there's a lot of pressure on that team. Dak Prescott coming back from injury, the injury in training camp, everything surrounding that. Um, yes, made you know made the appropriate moves and, and fixed the defense. So I'm going to give Mike McCarthy his due credit. He deserves that. My final choice has something that none of the others we've selected has. In fact, he has something that none of the other coaches in the league has, and that is on his belt, on his wall, the pelt on the horse, 43 straight games of 100 or more rushing yards. That would be John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens. Didn't get to 44. Maybe he would have been drafted earlier if he had, but I'm being, I'm being <laughs> facetious. Look, Harbaugh, Harbaugh is one of the great coaches in all of football. Definitely. And he kind of gets taken for granted because he's been around for so long. Yes. He holds that team together. That team takes on his personality, his will, his fight, his competitiveness. They never quit. They never give up. Any other coach, they're down 22-3. They ain't coming back. Harbaugh, they came back because they believe. They always believe they can win. And a lot of that flows straight from him, Chris. Yeah, agreed. He instills toughness, belief. There's an edge about their football team. They, they're always physical. Uh, there's a lot to admire about John Harbaugh. I really do. He just has, seems to have always the correct read on the pulse of the football team. That is it for today's program. Thanks, as always, for some of your time. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.